and welcome to Nice Jewish Fangirls, presented by JewishCoffeeHouse.com. Nice Jewish Fangirls is a podcast where three Jewish women discuss all of the wonderful geeky things that we are obsessed with. Orthodox Jewish women. Orthodox Jewish women, that's that's relevant too. Um, <laughs> my name is Michal Schick and I'm your host and I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, she who just spoke, S.M. Rosenberg. Hello. And Tamar Herman. Hi. Today, guys, we're going to do something slightly out of order, I guess. We're recording this on November 2nd, and we're going to talk about scary things. Because <laughs> Halloween just happened. Yeah, and it actually did not even occur to me at all to discuss scary things before Halloween, or like when... In well, we didn't really have time. All of October is apparently Halloween now, which well, irritates me. Um, and I, I don't really celebrate Halloween, so me it's neither. not something I think of. I did do something for Halloween this year, which was weird, but it was a Disney villain's jazz night. Oh. So I felt that was totally fine. <laughs> we <laughs> should talk about our, our... I probably enjoyed Halloween, Halloween this year more than any other year, because like most of the time I'm not outside at you know a late hour, but... I was coming home from work, and there were all these adorable children in yes. their adorable tiny costumes, and like, like I was like, "Oh my god, this is my favorite holiday!" Now seeing the little kids in Manhattan on Halloween so is, cute. in my opinion, the only good thing about Halloween. I saw all, <laughs> all these little Baby Captain, Captain Americas, yes. Captain Americas. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so we're gonna talk about Halloween slash scary things and how we do or do not include that in our Jewish lives. But first, as always, of course, our current obsessions. Tamar, why don't you go first? Uh, okay. Um, I read a book by Trudy Canavan this Shabbos, The Thief's Magic, or Thief's Magic? I don't remember if there's a the in there. Anyway, uh, Trudy Canavan's Thief's Magic. It's the beginning of a series of her. I've read other books by her. Have either of you ever read it? I have, yeah. Um, the, the, the trilogy. The, 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 the Warlock one. With the, the woman? Uh, yeah, 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 the high... Um, Something high magician or something, um, black magician. Any oh yeah, the black magician trilogy. That's the one. Okay, I'll cut that out anyway. Um, so *Thieves Magic* by Trudy Canavan. It takes place in this universe that reminds me a lot of Brandon Sanderson's um, *Cosmere* because there's different worlds that people are living on, but that's not really apparent at the beginning of the first book. Uh, but you find it out pretty quickly. So I just gave you a huge spoiler. Oops. <laughs> Should I cut that? <laughs> We're already spoiled. Well, it reminds me of else has it does, to suffer I mean, now. even the Cosmere, you don't know about it when you're reading right. the first book. Yeah. So whatever. Anyway, that's not the biggest point of it. The biggest point of it is that people think for whatever reason, everyone, not everyone, there are people who can do magic, and there's a lack of magic in the world that they're living in, and they're trying to figure out ways to keep magic going. But every time you use magic in something, well, every time you use magic, some, like, they call it soot or dirt. Mm-hmm. Like, black residue shows up because you're using something. And so the book is about what is magic, how does magic work, how do we do it, and you find out that there's one magician every thousand years who has to kill the last thousand-year-old magician and become a successor for the next thousand years. So it's about a student in, um, like, this very steampunky school, and, like, there's airplanes and stuff, and then there's a girl who lives in, like, the desert, and it's very feudally. And they haven't met yet, and I'm a book and a half in. Feudally. So, so what? Feudally. Feudally. <laughs> Did I say feudally? Feudally. It was like feudal like, It sounds like a kind of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they haven't met yet, and I'm, I'm really like halfway through the second book, so I'm just like, what is going on? Um, but it's really interesting to see how she constructed the world's magic and how like magic in like in the desert town 
magic, you can't use it because that's only for the angels. Like, it's a religious thing, and only the priests can use it because they know how to purify themselves, but normal people can't. And then in his world, as long as you're a trained magician, you can use it, but they realize that the magic is running out. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting, and she always does really good world building, except one series, which ended horribly. (laughs) But... (laughs) I actually didn't love the way the Black Magician trilogy No, so that one didn't... All of her trilogies end with kind of like... Or all her series end with kind of like... No, 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 it's not a spoiler. Like, okay. she doesn't give happy endings. She gives yeah. the ending she wants, which I kind of respect yeah. to some degree. Um, but also, it's really frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> because it's all of them. <laughs> but, so, like, I know that that's going to happen. So, it's good. I like, like a Jodi Picoult book. No, the, the journey is better than the Jodi Picoult books. Um, it's the ending where you're just like, oh. Yeah. It's a letdown. But I really liked it. And uh, if you like world building that's intricate and magic systems that are kind of religiously based or not, then, like, I would say read it. And also I liked... She usually does, like, a more female-focused narrative. And this one, the main, the, the guy is the main for the first book. And then the girl is the main for the second one. So I think it's pretty interesting for her narratively. So if you like Trudy Canavan's books, read it. And if you've never read Trudy Canavan's books, I wouldn't suggest this for the first <laughs> one. Um, but if you like Brandon Sanderson's books, maybe read this first, though. That awesome. And SM, so you, I, have, you have a very interactive... I have, I have a whole bunch of, of possible obsessions that I, I want to just... We should Instagram it. Um, the book. Oh, this book? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, we can Instagram this. Um, but also... Speaking of other platforms that we are on, um, there is a video now on our channel uh, on YouTube that, in addition to our Comic-Con panel, uh, that I, I posted an additional video, and it is a video of Patrick Stewart um, after a screening of Logan at the Museum of the Moving Image, where it's 40 minutes of him just talking in his wonderful Patrick Stewart voice <laughs> and telling amazing Patrick Stewart stories. And, like, I was only... I put in, I think, in the caption on the video that I only meant to, like, turn it on and, like, film a clip maybe, you know, and then maybe post that. But then he kept saying more and more interesting stuff and I just <laughs> couldn't stop recording. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to record this whole thing and then I'll just go to post the whole thing, I guess. So... <laughs> That's what I did. I may eventually go through it and, like, pull out some clips and just, you know, post those separately so that if you don't want to watch the whole thing and you just want to watch some highlights, even though the whole thing is basically a highlight reel. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that. Peace do is as peace do does. Yeah, so I didn't actually um, have any video of what happened after this panel because there was no photography allowed, but... Um, I was at the screening because my cousin is like a super high patron level member of the Museum of the Moving Image and she um, often gets, she goes to lots of different screenings and lots of different events and um, she often gets me tickets and she thought that I would appreciate this and so she, she got me these, she got, she got tickets for it um, and she was able to come at the very end, not of the, she had a different Thing that she was at and she came for the very end and so she caught the the panel but um but not most of the movie and then afterwards there was a reception where um Patrick Stewart was and it's only open to like the super patron level members 
Um, and so, like, we go, you know, and the person has, like, a checklist, and we go, and, we, and, like, and then there's this, it's, it's this tiny room with, like, no furniture and, like, no food, and it's just, like, a, 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 an open, you know, a, a bar with, like, a, a few bottles of wine. Right. And, just like, one attraction. Basically. Yeah, and, like, there's nothing there, you know, and there's a bowl of peanuts, you know, <laughs> like, and a bowl of pretzels, and, like, that's, like, literally the entire thing. Um, and then Patrick Stewart comes out of the wall. Well, <laughs> there was a door in the wall, but, yeah, he came into the room, and I was just, like, I didn't know that there was no photography allowed at this point, so, like, I went up to him, and I was, like, I know this is, like, super tacky to ask you for a selfie, but, like, can I have a selfie? And then he was like, no, you'd get, you'd get ex- escorted out by security. <laughs> like, that, that was the agreement. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I won't assault you with my camera. Um, and, yeah, and then I just kind of, like, you know, awkwardly went on the side, you know, with my cousin, and I was eating peanuts from the one bowl of peanuts. And then Patrick Stewart comes over, and he's like, oh, what are these? And oh, they're nuts, and he takes the peanuts, you know, and I'm like, I ate from the same bowl of peanuts as Patrick Stewart, oh, <laughs> I'm going to be milking this forever, <laughs> oh, man. but yeah, basically, <laughs> that, that, is my, that is my Patrick Stewart story, then we went home. <laughs> not too bad, not too bad, as celebrity encounters go. Yes, yeah. yeah. you a question. Mm-hmm. Where's that? What? He asked her a question. Oh, yeah, he did. He he com- he conversed with you. Oh, sort of. Yeah. I mean, he answered like, his own question. You should have asked yeah. him if he was Jewish. He wasn't, like, asking me. He was just, like, asking in general, what are these? <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. And I told a friend, I was like, yeah, this is what he said. And he was like, but he said it like Sir Patrick. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything sounds better when Patrick Stewart says it. Um... But awesome. yeah, so that was that was one of my obsessions. So I'm gonna quickly recap the other obsession that I wanted to talk about. Um, well, also there, I just wanted to make a quick mention of this past week's episode of Legends of Tomorrow. I don't remember what the name of it is, but it's like they go back in time and there's a kind of an ET parody thing going on, and it is the most adorable episode like ever. So if you haven't watched any Legends of Tomorrow, I kind of recommend you do it anyway. Um, and. Anyway, so this other main obsession is this book that my cousin actually gave me at um, one of these screenings that I went with her, um, because she works for Sterling Publishing, and they published this book. I think they've they've done a series, and this is one of the books, Wonder Woman Psychology, Lassoing the Truth. Um, And it's got, it's nonfiction, it's got a whole bunch of essays about the psychology of Wonder Woman and of um, the people who originally created her, and I I don't do a lot of nonfiction, and I wasn't sure I was going to like it, but it's Wonder Woman, and I started it, and it's really interesting, and there's all sorts of things going on that they're talking about, like in terms of feminism and in terms of. Um, women and there's a little discussion of the bondage stuff and (laughs) all that but there's also what I find I think most interesting is that um that she's there they that her creator and the the writers of this book are kind of using her as an example of a uh mentally healthy superhero Hmm. um and like how the importance of having a mentally healthy you know superhero you can't understand you know, the absence of mental health without a representation of what is supposed to be normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Wonder Woman is meant to represent, you know, what a, a healthy-minded person, you know, behavior should be, or, you know, 
I should think about things and should feel about things. Um, and I like that idea. And, like, they point out, like, you know, people tend to focus on all of the, the bads and the uh, stuff and the negatives, and that's why we get all these gritty Batman stuff, um, you know, and they feel like all good stuff is boring by comparison. But um, as we saw in, you know, the recent Wonder Woman movie, it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just more challenging. It's more, you know, it's more challenging to represent it. It's, um, well, it's also refreshing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in you know, conflict, you know, is is the engine that drives fiction. So if you just have you know goodness and happiness and butterflies and rainbows, there's not much conflict. So um, well, goodness can be in con- conflict with goodness. Yeah, so like a, I, I think part of, like Stranger Things is a show mm-hmm. where like most of the main characters are are good people mm-hmm. and they want to do the right thing. Like but they are kind of fighting like the ultimate. Evilness. Sure, but like they also have conflict with each other, yeah. and like they disagree on how to handle on tactics, yeah. and yeah, well, and, isn't Civil War sort of like that too? To some yeah, degree? not like actually because you're clearly supposed yeah. to think Iron Man is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, in, I general, in general, I like stories that don't have villains, right? Um, and that you know the conflict is just you know inherent in living in circumstances, um, yeah. and differences between people who all mean well um yeah that's interesting though because i had um i don't know if it was the same publisher but i know like the like the psychology of books um because i i had a book like that they've done harry potter that i did i i like wrote a paper based on like an Mm. an essay or two in there like it was about dementors and depression and stuff like that (laughs) yeah so i don't know if that's the same series like this is one that's specifically focusing on superheroes Mm -hmm. um so they've definitely done batman they may have done superman um batman like where do you start (laughs) (laughs) batman is the ultimate in unhealthy minded superheroes uh all right so my current obsession is um actually a tv show which is a little weird for me because I like get into ruts with my TV shows and just watch the same things over and over mm-hmm. again. Um, but I'm really um, into this show called The Gifted, mm-hmm. which is on Fox. Which is uh, it's oh, an yeah, so it's an X Men show, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't need another X Men thing in my life. Like I'm good. And then I screened the pilot, and I was really impressed because it was like, like smart and interesting, and like complicated and it's basically about like this normal family who is my like least favorite part of the show um except for amy acker who played the mom because amy acker is amazing and just wonderful (laughs) um but so it's about um this family who discovers and the the father is like a, a mutant prosecutor so and they discover that their two teenage children are mutants and then they join up with this gang of mutants, some of whom have been seen in the movies, even though they're, like, different iterations of the character. Um, Blink is in it. Blink was in, I think... They definitely did not get funding being for to play that. (laughs) No, no. She's so pretty, fan baby. Highest paid actress in the world. Is she really? (laughs) Wow. Uh, Unless someone in Bollywood is, but I'm pretty sure it's funny. (laughs) Well, it's definitely not going to be in America, so... (laughs) Um, But, yeah, and I I just... I really enjoy the characters. It's, like, a little on the cheesy side, definitely, but, like, it's still in its first, like, five episodes. So So. I wanted to watch it, but I also felt like it was getting some hero vibe... Heroes vibes, and I didn't... Mm. But, like, not the good part of heroes. Like, the, like... The awkward stuff. 
I'm like, not really after sure the first you... season. Like when oh, it's just not as good. I don't. I don't know. I it, to me, it really does. My friends seem say that like there heroes. was only one season of Heroes. There was only one season <laughs> of Heroes. It's actually like that. That is such a television tragedy because that first season is amazing. But anyway, um, no, I, I wouldn't compare it to Heroes because they they all. I mean, like. People know about mutants and powers, and it's it, there's a lot of social commentary in the show. Some of which is a little bit ham-handed, but I like I still kind of appreciate it. About like you know the like these two non-mutant parents learning about what their children are about to face by being mutants and the persecution and the like, you know, uh, second-class treatment and um, yeah, it's all really interesting. Even the the bad guy that they've been setting up is is interesting. Um, he's played by Kobe Bell, who's just adorable, and um, You're an adorable bad guy. He's he's <laughs> I, I I saw him for the first time on Third Watch, which I used to watch like in my very early days of watching television. So like when I was like fifteen, and he still has kind of like a baby face. He plays like a he plays a member of Sentinel Services, which is the anti mutant like hunting down task force, and he's like nasty in the show, mm-hmm. but he also has like a tragic backstory and is just like very sad. I, I, I would I would really recommend it. I'm, like I'm enjoying it a lot. Foil to Magneto, the anti mutant Magneto. No, so 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 um no, but Magneto's like daughter in the comics is in the show. She's my favorite Scarlet character. Witch? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lorna Dane, um Polaris is her, oh, is her okay. name. Um and she is so cool and the actress who plays her is like Super charismatic. It has, yeah. There's five five episodes out as of this recording. Um, it airs on Monday nights on Fox, I think at nine o'clock, and I would definitely recommend it. I'll try it, maybe. Yeah. So from there, let's go on to spooky, spooky scary. Um, I don't even know how to use this vocabulary because I never ever do. <laughs> but the the interesting thing, like part of what made me wanted to discuss this, was that I, I raised the idea with. SM and Tamar, and I was like, well, we don't have a scary holiday, like, in Judaism. We don't, we don't, Judaism's like, history is scary enough. Well, yeah, so then Tamar was like, no, of course we do. We have Tisha B'Av, like, we have, all, like, I all these things. Yeah, and, and I was like, no, well, that's not the same. Um, so, but I think, I think that's, that's an interesting place to start this conversation from, which is, like, how we view, we don't, we don't, like, do a lot of supernatural scary. Well, we don't... Even though we do have, like, mythology and stuff, like, weird, random dicks and what, and, like, shaded and, and stuff. And ghosts in the graveyard. We don't... Yeah. We don't have any holidays that are about not living. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Or about celebrating those weird concepts. Or not... Right. Well, I mean, Day of the Dead isn't celebrating. It's, like... Mm. It just is now. But... Like, no, but the imagery of, the, the of imi- that. Yeah, yeah, like, we don't... Yeah. We don't have that imagery. And, like, if you look at, like, mm-hmm. Jewish history and Jewish thought, like, we don't know, or we don't have a solid idea of what it means to be a dead spirit. Mm-hmm. So we just don't have it. So I think that kind of made it that way. Like, there's a European, like... I mean, I'm sure Europe. there's got to be, like, some obscure, you know, Jewish death cult somewhere. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> sure. like, but like, <laughs> we've been around long enough. But like, just generally, in, in, like, Judaism, like, our death rituals have changed so much. And, like, it, it's really, like not something that's like a part of 
what our religion is. Like, mm-hmm. we talk a lot about, like, resurrection of the dead at the end of the days, but what does that actually mean? Yeah, like, we don't Shiva know. is supposed to be, you know, it's, it's, it's supposed to help with the grieving process, and, and then Shloshim, of 30 days after the dead, and, like, we have all these milestones that are all supposed to help you let go, and mm-hmm. it's not about holding on to the person, it's about letting them go. But to me, you know, it, in terms of, like, being scary, I, 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 I do find it interesting that, like, we are kind of like a a very mortality aware people, <laughs> you know, like I wonder why. with all that, like, you know, I mean, like, not at all paranoid. Right. So, so I, you know, I, and, and we kind of have this duality, right? Like we're scared of other people coming to kill us, which they have done frequently. Um, but we're also scared of God in a, in a lot of ways, right? Like we, well, I mean, that's what means this means trembling trembling before god right and and there's the idea of like your like your relationship with god is like both like Ahabai equal parts Mira. yeah um, which well, is love and fear maybe yeah. that's or why awe depending on Just how because... you translate yira it can be more of awe which right. has connotations of fear but not the the, the negative ones mm-hmm. um but maybe that's why because like we're not anything that happens is like all god's will it's not like mm-hmm. it doesn't i don't know like if you die you die and that's the way the world is supposed to work for you at that time in your life mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's you know i do i just like find it very interesting every year about because i do know that there are like plenty of of jewish people who like even like religious people who do participate in halloween stuff and like they take their kids trick or treating, or we're taking trick or treating well, as kids. I was gonna say no to candy. I really want some candy <laughs> but like right it was now, so actually. never part of my like like upbringing. I, I like. It's funny to me. My dad like is against even more so than Christmas because it's just so innately pagan. Mm-hmm. So in my family, like he got mad when like he saw Jewish neighbors having Halloween decorations or taking their kids trick or treating. Like how could you? Mm-hmm. And like now I'm way more chilled about that. But I still remember just thinking like to him, it was like the epitome. I'm like, yeah. idolatry. <laughs> is your dad a Balchuva? No. no. Okay, because my mother's a Balchuva. She's super she, into that stuff. She, like, I'm assuming she did trick-or-treating and stuff back when, in the day. you know, in the day when she was a kid. But, like, um, you know, not, like, we, we never, ever, ever had it. And, like, my, my primary memory of Halloween as a kid was, like, we got out of school early because they were afraid that the game were going to attack us. What? Like, yeah. Your school was crazy. <laughs> but like people, people in the not 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 like oh my god, like beat you up. But like in the neighborhood, people would get like doors egged and stuff like that. Like oh, that's like Halloween teeping. Yeah, stuff. but but like more specifically, like Jewish, you know, aimed. Yeah. So so I guess from that note, like I, I and you know, I've I've thought about this a lot in terms of like trying to write speculative fiction from a Jewish point of view. And, like, the only thing that anybody can come up with ever is the golem, <laughs> you know? Because that's, like, our closest... Again, you know, in the Ashkenazi tradition, like... No, that's... I feel like they, not they just no? need to... They you need can to have a read, They need to read more yeah. folklore, they need yeah. to read more Gemara. There's a lot of Jewish folklore, <laughs> but like, like Shadim. Like, well-known stuff, well, I would Those say. are people are probably yeah. not doing so much research. Right. I'm mm-hmm. saying I wouldn't either. Like, we <laughs> like, have vampires, like, we have, like, there is this whole um, medieval thing about, like... Pretty much that's equivalent to, like, the fair e-myth, like, that babies mm-hmm. get stolen and that's, like, what mm-hmm. a disformed baby is. And, like, there were things about that and, like, what you do to the crib. Like, we have all this stuff. It's just not mm-hmm. practice because it's now seen as super, like, superstitious, superstitious and yeah. that's not supposed to be part of Judaism. Right. Interesting. As we perceive it. 
So I think it's just being lazy for a lot right. of people. <laughs> You're lazy, Michal. <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean, I've never, I've never felt compelled. Like, there are some people who, like, you know, like, ghosts are a thing that, like, really intrigue them, and they go and, and, and research, you know, all the history around it and, like, the paranormal phenomena, you know, that, that lead people to, to ghost hunt and things like that. But, you know, like, it's just never been a thing that, really spoke to me or you well know, you come from a very rational family like <laughs> by the way I, must I was like tell thinking you. about us and I'm like rational and normal is not is I didn't say normal yeah, I said yeah. rational I like, yeah I guess we're all very very reasonable people um no but um so yeah I mean I think that's a that's definitely really interesting to to think about and obviously if you listeners have any thoughts on this like share that with us um but in terms of kind of the like the more mundane like scary stuff I know none of us we kind of also were hesitant to talk about this because we're not particularly into horror (laughs) um but I I've read one Stephen King book I've never read never. I only read it because it was baseball related (laughs) the only time the girl who loved Tom Gordon the only time I've ever done anything Stephen Kingy was there was um, a night yep. with J.K. Rowling yep. and Stephen King and Irving. I was there who too. Was who was the other one? Irving. Uh, yeah, Stephen Irving. Stephen Irving. Yeah. And he read like not a horror story. It he, was a gross story. Yeah. That Lard Butts Revenge. It was actually really funny because <laughs> I remember that and like remember how amazing the sets were. Like they had individual sets for each yeah. of them. Um, but I was I, like Stephen King was starting to read and I was like. Well, how is this guy who's eating a pie contest going to kill everybody? That's not what happened. No, that's not. I know my dad really didn't understand the hype of J.K. Rowling because she read a random like scene from the sixth book, and yeah. he was just like, "That was." An... She read it very well, though. She read it well, but yeah. it was the wrong crowd. I think she has a British accent. Everything sounds great. <laughs> but I think if she had read like an integral scene of the first book, it would have been like when well, Harry's it was in. It was, a, it was a. It was a. It was the scene with Tom Riddle, right? And. And Dumbledore going to Tom Riddle. I don't think so. That was the one she read when I was there. I'm pretty sure. About Snape. I wasn't there, so I have uh. no opinion on this. <laughs> we, were just, we were there at the same time by yeah. chance or whatever. Yeah. I was there. They did it two nights. I was there the night that they... That wasn't Tish above, right? Like, one of them was Tish above. I think so. I don't remember anymore. I was definitely not there on Tish yeah. above. So not. Well, she, that was the night she said that Dumbledore was gay. Okay, I wasn't there that night. The momentous occasion. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Um, I, I will <laughs> um I will say that like as I've gotten older I've I've started to enjoy scary things slightly more. Like uh I mean I mentioned this before but the lore podcast I I've started to enjoy listening to. I got a notebook from the, oh, yeah. the Amazon series like they were giving out free notebooks. Well, by the end they were giving them out free. They were just like, "Here, take them. <laughs> we have so many. Take them all." Yeah, the end of Comic-Con you can get some good stuff. But there's there's one story that I think I think is in the show, but is also like in the podcast. Um, it's an early episode about a doll named Richard, and like, it's it's so scary. <laughs> it is so scary. Like like the the parents of the kid who's like the the kid got obsessed with this doll, and like the parents of the kid like remember seeing the doll at the foot of their bed holding a knife in the middle of the night, and like just it's it's 
It's scary. Oh, I used to read Goosebumps. That is okay, my Okay, Goosebumps <laughs> terrified me. So not so Goosebumps like what certain ones were much scarier. I never than even others. read them. The covers terrified me. Yeah, so no, no, the I covers were always really freaky, and uh, some of them were like nightmare fuel, and some of them, <laughs> you know, were just like whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's like. Yeah, I'm I'm super hardcore. I read Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Did either of you read the Scream Street ones? That was like Go- uh, Goosebumps was like for like tweens, and then there was like the scarier version. Oh, yeah. There's one one about bugs that is still oh. scares the I think of it, and I'm like getting so. Old. <laughs> Did you guys have anything that scarred you as a kid? Like on that note, <laughs> uh, Star Wars, uh, the bones. Oh from- yeah. <laughs> that is. That, that is it still scares me. I don't this like. Appropriate I haven't watched. My the, I still haven't watched the Lost Hope since I was a kid because. Of that. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know you can just but close Lost your Hope, eyes. A new, called, a new hope. A new hope. <laughs> I've seen it multiple times, but yeah, it's it's not my favorite thing to hmm. see. Um, I, I don't know. I don't remember it bothering me. As, I'm sure it's super cheesy now. Like I'm sure. No, I'd be it's. Like, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's still pretty intense, yeah. but like I don't know for whatever reason it didn't register to me as like yeah. you know. I think it's a combination of like the suddenness of it and the music, you know, and like. Obi-Wan, like, standing there, like, yeah. oh, crap, he knew what was gonna happen. Yeah, I honestly don't remember my experience of watching that one for the first time. Like, I remember watching Return of the Jedi for the first time. I don't remember watching the other ones for the first time. Though it must have happened at some point, but I just have, you know, memories of rewatching. Yeah. Um... I also, I don't know if, you guys are, you guys are babies, so you wouldn't have been old enough to watch the show. But <laughs> oh, I know what you're going to say, but I haven't watched it. <laughs> there was a show on when I was uh, a kid that I was obsessed with, and a kid, I, I was probably like six, seven, eight, maybe, um, called uh, Ghost Rider. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, "Are you scared of the dark?" No, uh, I, I didn't watch that. That was I too that evidently was a show scary that for me. I, I watched an episode of it, and I was very confused about like what was happening. Yes, because Ghost Rider was amazing and it was serialized. It would have, like... I, I think the episode that I saw involved a person getting, like, encased in purple goo. Yes. Okay. okay. This is the thing that happened. So this is... Okay? I, I, feel, I feel vindicated. This is, like, a, a deep memory from my childhood. And like... Yeah, so there was this show called Ghost Rider that I was obsessed with because it was a narrative story and the concepts were really, like, cool and the characters were great and... The clips I've seen of it as an adult really make me admire my mother for, like, having this on constantly <laughs> because it was it was very 90s and very cheesy looking back on it. But there was an episode, a, 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 a set of episodes that were about something called, like, the Purple Slime Monster, mm. and it was terrifying. I don't remember it being like, terrifying. I remember... I think even then I was able to tell that the special effects were really bad, so, like, it didn't scare me. It I was didn't just like, matter. Like, like, also, I didn't have an investment in the characters. They were getting was... swallowed by purple yeah, goo. Yeah, I was like, they, but they were, like, like inside the goo, and, like, you could see them, like, it wasn't really even goo. Like, it, I don't know. But like, he, the texture but he, was off. He, like, like, he uh, grows from a, a doll, which is a purple doll, which was mm. scary enough, to a human man-sized it was a creature. Blob. It's horrifying and so it's scary. Probably not watch Doctor Who. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it was so so scary to me. And there's actually a documentary 
Doctor Who somebody, has living mannequins. Somebody sh- yes, I've seen those. <laughs> this is one of the, like, Worst. three episodes of Doctor Who that I've ever seen. Worst episode. Um, that's the first one, right? I know. Yeah. I love, I actually really so like the beginning. I didn't mind it at all. Right. Yeah. But I mean, anyway. Like, the special effects are not as bad as I thought they would be. But yeah, that 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 uh, scarred me, and for a very long time, uh, nigh on up until this day, uh, I sometimes open my closet door when it's Shabbos and the room is dark at night, and I'm like, "What if the purple monster's in there?" <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, it, Like, yeah, it really. I'm amazed yeah. that this one thing that I vaguely remember from my childhood had such a. Major oh my god! On you. Yeah, because <laughs> so cool. you were probably too young, but people who were about my age. Well, I just like, I wasn't watching. Bit. Like I was, my parents didn't let us watch any TV other than um, PBS Kids mm-hmm. at the time, so. The only way I was watching this was, like, occasionally we would go to my grandmother's, and we watched Power Rangers there, and we watched, uh, and, you know, occasionally we would watch whatever else happened to be on, and, like, I think this happened to be on at one point, and, like, so I didn't have any clue, you know, of of any of the arcs and anything that was going on, you know, so, like, I understood that there was this purple monster that was, that was you know, swallowing people, but I didn't really, you know, get the the impact of it, you know, the emotional impact of it didn't, you know, it didn't scare me. Also, because, like, weird things happened in, in Power Rangers also, like, faces <laughs> got stolen, and, like, people got possessed. Like, also, also like, I was used to that stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Were you scarred by anything as a youth, Tamar? Like I said, the Earl Stein Green yeah. Street scary bug thing. <laughs> Uh, I think that comes to mind. I just kind of run away from things. I'm yeah. scared of them. I literally watched my first horror movie in my entire life last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us about that a little bit? <laughs> well, it wasn't a horror movie. It was a zombie movie. Because if I watched a horror movie, I don't think I'd be alive anymore. I was shaking. <laughs> I was shaking and I knew they were fake. Like, I was just like, stop eating his face. <laughs> um, I watched... You should not watch Chronicle. I don't want to watch Chronicle. That's an intense movie. It was a really intense movie. I went with a friend and... and it, we saw it in theaters, and, like, she was, like, afterwards, she was she was also shaking, and just, like, you are never picking movies ever again. <laughs> I, I actually have a story for Chronicle that I want to share, because it's in the theme of scary, but finish your story. Yeah, it's, fine. <laughs> it's a really good movie. Well, well, I mean, it was basically, I was on vacation in Florida with Yael, and um, we decided to go see Chronicle, and um, we couldn't find the movie theater. We finally found the movie theater. It was empty and it was huge so it was like we were literally the only people there but like like with they were like abandoned like it was dim and there were like abandoned you know like arcade games all around and like like one person working behind the counter and like then we had to go through basically a maze to get to this movie theater and then we saw a pretty scary movie (laughs) (laughs) so it was like a really freaky experience i don't know i love being alone in movie theaters it's so great yeah, but yeah. like not in in the theater maybe, but not in the entire thing, <laughs> in the entire building. Like, you want more witnesses yeah. around? <laughs> it's kind of yeah, The Shining esque, being yeah. in this giant empty mansion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so did you want to talk about Cabin in the Woods? Oh, Mons? I have seen The Shining. That's a horror movie, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I only saw it very recently. Um, yeah. Um, that was pretty pretty freaky um but yeah I don't really have much to say about that but I can talk about Cabin in the Woods and like um 
my sister was actually saying, because, like, she's, sometimes she's, she gets into uh, horror kicks and just, like, she watches American Horror Story, and she also, like, some, she likes scary movies sometimes, and so I was telling her she should watch Cabin in the Woods, and the way I describe it to people when I tell them, I, I you know, I first ask, have you seen Galaxy Quest? And, like, she hadn't, you know? So I went on to The Princess Bride, which is my second go-to for this comparison, <laughs> um, because... Both of those movies are deconstructions of the genres that they're in while still being stories in those genres. So, like, Galaxy Quest is a deconstruction of sci-fi adventure, um, and it's still a sci-fi adventure, um, even though it's parodying and, you know, winking about the entire thing, it's still a very good sci-fi adventure story. Um, and Princess Bride does that for fairy tales, and it, you know, it points out all of the, these different tropes, but it is still in itself uh, a fairy tale story. Um, and so Cabin in the Woods is that for horror movies. Cabin in the Woods, um, takes apart and, you know, points out all of the different tropes that are making up the movie that you are watching, um, but it never stops actually being a horror movie. Um. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and there is blood, and there is guts, and there's lots of scary things monsters happening, and, and all the monsters and mermen, and and, and <laughs> like killing, and, yeah, and, and like lots heads, of, lots of death, getting and slashing, cut off, and, and yeah. Um, but there's also Evans, there's Chris also Pine. stuff nope. going on. Wait, oh my god, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I just Chris Hemsworth is in it. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is in it, and also Fran Kranz, who is better known as Topher from Dollhouse, yes, and Amy Acker, and. Amy Acker is in it? She is one of the... Oh, right, yes, Amy yeah. Acker is in it, and also, what's his name? Bradley Whitford, mm -hmm. who is Josh from the West Wing. Um, yeah, everybody in this movie, you, you probably know them from other things, but... It's a great movie, it's but really it's as movie. scary as it is great. You should watch it with a friend. With the lights on. I don't know. I watched it with the lights off, but, like, I think you should watch it with, like... You should watch it with somebody who has seen it before so that they can enjoy your reactions to it, to it as you find out, like, more and more about, like, what is going on in this movie. And it's just, like, layer by layer, you're like, oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and so, and then, of course, after you've seen the movie, if you have the opportunity to show it to somebody who hasn't seen it, then you can enjoy their reactions. <laughs> um... But yeah, I, I recommend the experience. It's like a giving, it's like a Although pay it forward. Although you may be scarred depending on your threshold. Yeah, I was really scared. And I, <laughs> I, I was, and I like knew more or less what the movie was, if not how it ended, but like what it was going into it. And like, I really just watched it because of Joss Whedon's involvement. I knew it was going to be a different kind of oh my goodness, movie, yeah. but I didn't know what that meant. But it's scary. Mm -hmm. Very smart, but scary. Good acting. Yes. Oh, it has it has what's his name Jesse Williams. Uh, oh yeah, Doctor Pretty Eyes from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> he was my favorite. Uh, um, yeah. Do we have anything else we want to say? I have one. Also, yeah. I didn't actually talk about the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess so, so regale us with your adventures last night, tomorrow. <laughs> so there's this really popular zombie movie right now in Korea called Train to Busan, and it's on Netflix, and it's pretty popular. Like, people... That's not just people I had heard like of me. It. Yeah. Right, like, Paul had heard of it. Like, it's not just, like, a random, like, Korean film that's just, like, whatever. Like, it is, but it's also this crazy zombie movie. And apparently it's being heralded as, like, the best zombie movie ever, which I really have to say, if this is the best zombie movie, then, like, the bar is so low <laughs> for what's a good zombie movie, which I guess is just, well, it scared me, so I guess that's a good zombie movie. But at the same time, like, 
meh. Anyway, it's about this father and daughter, and they're on a train to Busan from Seoul, and Busan's the southernmost city in Korea. Um, it's like a beach town. It's really cool. And they're on the way to go visit their divorce, and he's taking his daughter. She wants to go see her mom for her birthday, so it's her birthday, and she convinces him. He's like, no, I have work, whatever. Okay, so they get on this train, and there's like... As they're driving to the train, they start seeing, like, fire engines and, like, buildings burning, and they get to the train station, and, like, people are rabid in the in the Seoul station, and they get on the train, and one rabid person gets on the train and ends up infecting the whole train. And this movie is about, like, people on the train trying to survive. And it's crazy. So and it is Snowpiercer. Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> zombies. And also, Snowpiercer like... Snowpiercer with zombies. Snowpiercer is a little different. Without Captain America. No, no Chris Evans. Um, just going you, who's really good looking. Um, <laughs> but, like, the movie has, sets a few characters from the train who, like, you focus on, and there's, like, some stuff about class warfare in there. If you know how Korea society is really bad with, like, the government always tells people, like, not to like, get upset when something bad is going on, and, like, a few years ago, a ferry sunk, and, like, Mm. the captain had told people don't, like, put on life vests and stuff, and they all died, um, so this, like, kind of repeated that, like, the people on the, like, the train were being told by the government, like, don't worry, like, it's safe, you can keep going, so maybe it's, like, a little bit about that, but mostly it's about zombies eating people, and it was horrifying, (laughs) and I was shaking, and one of my friends who was, like, uh, she's a horror, like, she's not a horror buff, she really likes action movies, so I wasn't really thinking about how much horror she actually watches, so she told the three of us who were gonna watch it, oh no, it's just, like, anxiety-inducing. Okay, one of us fell asleep because she was, like, so not into it that, like, she was just, like, honestly, because if you're not watching, it's just people, like, screaming. Yeah, it's just white noise. I mean, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, I mean, there was only a few points where I was, like, covering my eyes, of course. It was just, like, horrifying seeing, like, it was really dramatic, some of these scenes. Like, <laughs> ah. But it wasn't, like, at any point I was like, oh, this looks really realistic. Um, but it was just gross. And, ugh. Anyway, and then the other one and I were just like, she said this was not, like, she said it was anxious, an, anxious, an angst movie. It was not an angst movie. It was <laughs> zombies are eating people movie. And that's what it's about. And, like, the world is ending. Zombies are eating people. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, I, like, literally was shaking Did all you sleep summer. last night? Uh, I went and watched the Great British Bake Off finale. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to calm down. To oh do my god! I yeah. probably wouldn't have. I don't have nightmares. Yeah, I I was I had to watch uh, the Crucible movie. Ooh. Yeah, um, and then I I I think I it was in high school. Is that the Daniel Day Lewis one? Yeah, and I uh, I I spent I was up super late watching I Love Lucy after because <laughs> I had to like <laughs> should have just cleanse. read the play. Yeah, well, I mean, I had, but um, I don't know. I feel but like I was I all like I have a higher threshold for being scarred I guess yeah. <laughs> well if you're gonna laugh at like what I'm gonna say is my next horror one that kind of scared me not really because I've seen it before I've seen it since but the Doctor Who episode Are You My Mommy well not Are You well, My Mommy my sister Sorry, stopped it watching it at that point like she just got like it too was it was out. it was too much for her and like for months cool. afterwards all you'd have to say uh, do is go mommy? are you my mommy mommy and she would freak <laughs> she, out what's it called it was the best uh, what's, the, what's the episode called? The episode is called The Empty Child. Oh, thank you. And then the, sequ- the, there's a, yeah, the, yeah, the part yeah. two is called The Doctor Dances. Uh, yeah, great episodes. You get um, to meet John Barrowman's character. You do. It's like a really good episode, but it also has really creepy. And Doctor Who does some really creepy episodes really well. This, I think, is the creepiest. Creepier um, than Blink? Oh, no. Blink is way creepier. Sorry. <laughs> um, Blink is pretty creepy. I watched it with... But a- I don't 
know. I watched it with some friends. I've watched it at different times with yeah. friends, and like they are the screamy type, uh. you know. So like they scream at all the right moments, and it's great. It really mm. enhances the experience when you watch with terrified people. <laughs> I think the, the the empty child kind of is creepier to some degree um, than Blink, because I kind of know like what will happen now that I've seen Blink. But but the are you my mommy? It's still like kind of like it's creepy that this child it's is doing yeah. yeah. So that's like not not like horror, but it's it creeps me out, and I if I had nightmares, I probably would have nightmares mm. about that. Yeah. I just realized that I do have a horror movie that oh. I really like. Ooh. Um, Shaun of the like. Dead. Oh, I like that. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's the only zombie movie I like. Oh, my God. But it's it's scary. <laughs> but it it's scary. also, like... Funny. Uh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. funny, and it's heartfelt, and it's, like... Have you seen their one where they're, like... It's the same crew of, yeah, like, and they're, they're trying to get to that bar? Yes. <laughs> I like that very much. I saw it with my family, and none of them got it. <laughs> I saw it once, and I it's kind of It's kind of a super strange movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I appreciated it, but, like, I wanted to just know if you liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched Son of the Dead. I thought it was okay. My oh, favorite part was, was in the beginning when everybody is being zombified, and you see him just going about his day and not noticing because you've seen his earlier routine and how, like, the fact that the people around him are suddenly zombies doesn't really affect him in well, any way. Well, that's also the I know, so, like, I thought that that, that was a great point, and then the rest of yeah. it is just kind of, like, whatever. Yeah. It's just a zombie um, movie. I have another scary one that I think you guys may have watched, actually. The the Buffy episode. The oh, Hush. 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 Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a yeah, creepy that's episode. Yeah. Um, I watched that for the first time when I was, I was up to it when I was actually in a fantasy camp in Florida, um, Yankees fantasy camp, and I was in the hotel room, um, and I, I stayed up late watching that episode. That's a like, bad idea. No, no, <laughs> it's a good idea. I, I enjoy... I think a secret horror fan. I don't know. I don't think it's a secret. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't like, you know, it's, it's not like... It's not a, like slasher movies. I don't get the appeal of sl- of slasher movies or movies where like everybody just gets picked off, you know, and you're just watching and waiting for everybody to die. Like I don't understand, you know, the appeal of that, you know. But I like, you know, episode, uh, you know, s- stories, mm-hmm. you know. And if it's a good story, um, you know, with characters that I enjoy, then yeah. So it's not about the horror. It's just about you know the the horror. If the horror, you know, serves the story and raises the stakes. Um, then it can be really fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say, like, there are definitely parts of A Song of Ice and Fire, like, George R. R. Martin has background also mm-hmm. as, a, as a horror writer, and I'm thinking particularly of, of some of the stuff with the character of Reek in book five. Yes. Um, Spoilers, I'm behind. Doesn't well, matter, it's, it's just the character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, I remember the first time I read that, and I was, like, in the car with my mother and she was driving and it was like bright and sunny because it came out like mm-hmm. in the middle of the summer and I just felt like cold all over because Ugh. it was so intense and awful what what I was reading about um but I guess to, I to another book ooh, I just really yeah. remembered as you were saying book I was like books I don't read any scary books well, but I have books are kind of scary Goosebumps. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I think they're more anxiety-inducing than scary, because, yeah. like, you know she's still narrating it, so I'm just like, okay, maybe they'll die, but, like, by the next page I figure out what happens. Right. Like, it's, it's very immediate. Um, there's this Japanese book that I read the translation of called Battle Royale, and there's oh, a movie of it. Well, people were saying, like, when the Hunger Games was yeah, a thing, yeah. there was, like, it just ripped off Battle Royale. Pretty much, yeah. But, um, pretty much it's about a class, and they have to kill each other, and whoever s- survives is the winner. And it's has its... Some some of the things are really cheesy or just like, uh, but reading in a book makes everything so much crazier and these kids are literally picking one another Oof, off. 
Yeah. So that's creepy. But if you like creepy, I'd suggest reading it. There's also a movie that's apparently really good. But, I but like it super scared. super violent. Like wasn't that movie banned and like a whole bunch of probably. Movies? I was just looking at net, the Wikipedia page. Probably. Hold on, I can double check. Uh, yeah, does Hunger Games count as horror? I mean, they kept it very PG thirteen. It's know. it's well, it's Quentin Tarantino's sort of horror, yeah. favorite film. It's his favorite film between 1992 and 2009. <laughs> so I'm never going to watch this movie ever. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. I also like, I weirdly kind of want to watch It, like the new no. version of It, but no. like on an airplane where I know there's no clowns, because I've actually already had nightmares about It. So then maybe I shouldn't watch it in an enclosed space where you're just going to start freaking out. Maybe it's I know, but I feel like there's no stakes on an airplane. There may be For a snakes second, on I just thought, I was about to say, did you say <laughs> snakes? <laughs> Which I've never seen that movie, but I have listened to the Cobra Starship yeah. song a lot of times. Oh, man. Um, but I guess to wrap up, I just want to ask you guys, like, what is your, like, what horror trope scares you the most? So is it, is it like, zombies, or is it, um, I don't know, like, haunted houses, or, like, a son's just looking two. at me like, no. I have we've two. established that nothing scares me. I have two. I, have two. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, something suddenly jumping out, or whatever, like, that's just, like, creepy. Jump scared, yeah. yeah. Just, like, I know it's coming, but I'm still scared. But I didn't realize until last night how visceral it honestly there were times where i was like this looks like you'd be out of a vampire movie because they're like biting people's necks like i didn't realize how visceral that could be Mm because i've seen so many vampire movies like buffy was my life growing up like yeah it it wasn't something that i thought about so much but people eating people yep that scares me (laughs) Uh, there was i don't know if it like scares me but just like is you know cringe and like can't you know just can't can't deal with it, you know, of, like, there was an opening to an episode of Supernatural, I think it was a Valentine's Day episode, where, like, they, st- the, these, it's, like, you know. Oh, people said this on Olaf, and I, yeah, like, can't like, even yeah, So they, they, there's this couple, and they start off, you know, I love you so much, you're kissing, kissing, blah, 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 and then they start eating each other. And it gets very, very gory. And is it I was consensual? Just like, I mean, they were both eating each other, but the point is they were infected with something, whatever. And okay. That's, that was the monster of the week that they had to, you know, eventually... I really want to watch Supernatural, but I also really so don't like, want to watch Supernatural. Supernatural probably has a lot of horror tropes in it that you would probably be freaked out by. Like, the very beginning... I remember watching the pilot of Supernatural and being like, whoa, this is way more intense than yeah, I thought it was I've going to be. what I've heard, the first season of Supernatural is, like, really scary. There is an episode then... with bugs, but it's, like, <gasps> wide, it's widely acknowledged as, like, the worst episode ever so of the show it, right? so you can just skip it. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I think it's called bugs. <laughs> so like you know which Just that word made me go. <laughs> I'm not going to suddenly start watching the 12,000 seasons of Supernatural. Yeah, so no, I'm you don't need anything. to. Um yeah. Except but, for the episode where they kill Hitler. That was fun. <laughs> well, it's, it's very much the type of show that I would like cuz like I like like Charmed and Buffy and that's mm-hmm. what people often say it reminds them of, but Yeah, yeah but there were fewer women. Yes, I mean, I mean <laughs> with men. Yes. <laughs> But the same supernatural CW teenage. Um, but directed. like back to tropes that I think that um, scare me or you know unnerve me the most probably you know when you know somebody seems you know perfectly normal or something and then like they turn and you see something like you know like their arm is ripped off or something and you just weren't you know expecting mm. it often you know, punct- Voldemort. often punctuated by by uh, by music. Um, and I'm thinking, like, in The Sixth Sense, you know, like, there he talks to, you know, he, he talks to dead people, um, and 
they they come and like sometimes you know they're very clearly physically damaged you know but other times they seem like perfectly you know functional and normal and then and then they'll turn and there's like gunshot wound in the back of the head Mm -hmm. and like I remember that having a visceral effect on me I don't know if like now I'm used to it so like maybe it you know like it wouldn't scare me the way it did when I was a small child Mm -hmm. but um yeah that's what comes to mind yeah, and for me, I I mean, I, I keep, like, cycling through, like, all of them, because I'm just like, oh, I'm really scared of that, I'm really scared of that, I'm really scared of that. Clowns, <laughs> bugs. I'm not really, I'm not scared of clowns, like, conceptually, but I'm scared of, like, the it clown. Yeah. Um, well, it's a demon, not a clown. But, like, one of my earliest fears that, like, in terms of, like, have, has actually, I think, still impacted the way that I, like, behave mm. nowadays, um, vampires... That's really used to scare me because, and like I Buffy just can't remember. No, no, no. Uh, again, I I watched Buffy when I was like in my twenties. Um, but one of my friend's brothers, uh, that diabolical creature <laughs> of a boy, um, ha- like I think I was spending Shabbos at her house, and like anyway, I was there until it was dark, and he started telling us about how vampires like wait under your bed. And like will come and bite you, and then you turn into a vampire. That was it. It was the is the idea that a vampire would bite you, and then you would turn into it. Mm. You know, because like just being killed by one thing by something is like one thing, but then if you have you're you're like doomed to like repeat that thing. Really creeped me out, and to this day, I actually still sleep with my blanket like bunched up around my neck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm like my my. I like tuck myself in. I'm not even. I'm not scared anymore. It's just how I'm comfortable now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you tell yourself. But I'm like really, you know. And I was. I I even. I think I remember thinking like, but my bed's not open. My bed. My bed has drawers underneath. (laughs) (laughs) But like it didn't matter. It did not matter. So, yeah. yeah. My cousin who was like, yeah, after I saw Jaws for the first time, like, it doesn't even have to be rational, your fear. It doesn't. You know, because, like, you're just afraid that, like, the shark is going to come walking out of your closet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? It's like, like, I know there's nothing behind the shower curtain, but there's something behind the shower curtain. Yeah, the shower curtain creeps me out. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to make sure. (sighs) Ah. All right. Well, that was that was a pretty good discussion for something we weren't sure we'd be able to talk about. So that's pretty good. Um, all right. So I guess let's just wrap up. And uh, we wanted to give some thank yous to people who reached out to us. Also, um, we can reiterate our challenges in case people have forgotten. Yes. Um, stay tuned because um, we are making our way through the challenges that we posed in our previous episode, episode uh, 22. Um, SM is reading The Thief by Megan Whalen Turner and watching... You need to lend me that. Yes, I will. Um, and I started watching The Heal... It's just Healer. It's just Healer. Just Healer. No The. No The. Um, Healer, which is a uh, K-drama that uh, Tamar has challenged me. And, so good. And I am watching The Great British Bake Off and reading <laughs> uh, Cordelia's Honor by... Lois McMaster Lois McMaster Bujold. And the, I got my copy of the book and I'm like kind of looking forward to starting it, but also not because the cover is bizarre <laughs> <laughs> and i already watched
watch Avatar Legend of Korra, and I'm starting some baseball book that SM knows the name of. <laughs> <laughs> the Bullpen Gospels, The Bullpen Gospels by Dirk Hayhurst. It's amazing. Yeah, so if you want to follow along on, on that path with us, you are more than welcome to. We'll be talking about that soon. And we wanted to thank T. Ferret for the lovely email. Thank you so much. And also to Suarez Seawalker. I think I know who you are, but yeah. Um, for the iTunes review. We really, really appreciate that. And please remember that if you want to win the final New York Comic Con t-shirt for Nice Jewish Fangirls, you must leave us a review on iTunes. We have to see it. Also, it kind and of has... you'll be entered to win. Yes. If, no guarantees, but you will be entered in our lottery. Yes, and I forgot to I'm say... I'm trying to get my baby brother to do it. <laughs> well, I guess we would save on shipping. Debatable. I don't know anyway, if the shirt will fit him, though. If, He's very if, tall. If you're in a country that is not the United States and you've left us an iTunes review on your version of iTunes, then just take a screenshot of it and send it to us because we can only see U.S. iTunes. Oh, that's interesting. You yeah. podcast. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Because um, it's just the version of iTunes that yeah. is working. Um, but yeah, so you can, of course, leave us those iTunes reviews. Tamar, where can people find you on the internet, please? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tamar Writes, and my articles can be found on Billboard.com and soon to be Forbes. So hopefully Ooh. by the time I edit this, that will be the case. <laughs> awesome. And SM, how about you? Um, you can find me on Facebook, and uh, you can find my fiction on Amazon. And you can find me on Twitter at Ink as Rain. You can find my writing at hypable.com. And of course, you can find us on Twitter at Jewish Fangirls, Facebook, Nice Jewish Fangirls. Email us at NiceJewishFangirls at gmail.com. And Instagram at NiceJewishFangirls. So that's uh, that's pretty much it. I think we're going to clock in at just about an hour today, which is pretty good. Yeah. You won't you won't know this, dear listener, but we, we had quite a scary event to actually happen during this recording. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got mauled. Oh, dear. The perils of recording in my house. Anyway, and thank you. feral cats thank everywhere. Thank you so, so much for listening. Live long and prosper, everyone, and we will speak to you soon. Bye. <laughs>